The Youthscape Podcast. Hello, everybody. You have tuned in to the Youthscape Podcast, a weekly free podcast where Martin Saunders and I, Rachel Gardner, chat with loads of drivel and cups of tea and lots of gesticulation in the air that you can't see about things that we feel are quite significant and interesting in youth ministry. And amazingly, you tune in. So that's wonderful. So welcome. Yes. And Martin, welcome to you. Yes, hello. I'm, I've, you've got a cup of tea with well, I've you. I've got a cup of tea, yeah. We're in the post-lunch slump. Oh, gosh, we are. That's worry quite, about that. Yeah. I don't know where you find yourselves listening to this. Oof. Walking the dog, perhaps. Out for a run. Yes. Writing a resource. Yes. Fantastic. I probably don't listen to a podcast while writing a resource. People can multitask amazingly. It might be a terrible resource. With background noise. But anyway. Okay. Uh, I've got a, a lot. I've got a, I've got a commemorative mug. <laughs> so I've got a Nazarene Theological College coffee mug. And you've also got a coffee stain halfway and down. A little is stain. that from the previous drink or I is that from that this was, drink? I don't Ooh. know. I'm not sure. It's a bit Ooh. gross. But, but anyway, mug. this is the sh- this is sort of the shout out. Should we do the shout outs at the start? Let's today? start with the shout outs. Nazarene Theological College, thank you for the mug. Anybody else wants to send us a mug? Join the people. How did you get a mug and I didn't get a mug? You send me weird stuff in the post. Oh yes, your t-shirts. I've got anyway. a bag of t-shirts. Weird. Uh, so, hello also to Dan Randall. Yeah. To uh, Westie and Connor in the Berkshire district. Or, or Berkshire or local counties. <laughs> to that. Uh, and also Sarah Figuera. Hello. We think you're wonderful. Uh, that's our shout outs done. Wonderful. We have to even remember to do them this week. Fantastic. Okay, so how are you, Martin? How, how's life going? I'm well. Treating you well. I'm well. I had, I had a heavy lunch. <laughs> What do you, what do you do with meals? Do you try and concentrate oh, on the them. evening? Yeah, I see. Or, I, or do yeah. you, do you know, have a light lunch? Mm. Or do you? Because I think probably my hunch is you should have a big lunch mm. and then have a light no, evening meal because yeah. then you're asleep. You know. I have multiple meals throughout the day because I'm in toddler land still. So I have breakfast and yeah. then I have like little bit mid morning, little bit of fruit, and then my little one has lunch about eleven. And actually, I get quite hungry by then. And then he has a nap. And then he wakes up about 1.30 and we have a bit more lunch. Mm. And then my daughter comes home, we have a snack. And then it's evening meal at 5.30. But generally, by then, I eat nothing else. But I'm like, I've been grazing all day. Do you know what's worse than having a toddler for food? <laughs> Being in the youth work office at church. Oh, I can't go in the there. Tuck. The tuck. It's just tuck everywhere. Do people use the word tuck anymore? We, just we certainly do. Ourselves. We use tuck. The kids, all, the kids all come and ask it's a tuck. Weird, it's a weird word that we st- it's still like in the vocabulary, isn't it? I think it? tuck's a thing. It's hilarious. I think so. Anyway. Have you got a new name for tuck? Email us. Yes, we'd like podcast to podcast at youthscape.co.uk. Fantastic. And it's that sugar, isn't it? Got to stop it. But, but yeah, anyway. no, I find that I eat yes. the most unhealthy stuff. And people also, in church offices, mm. there is cake mm. all the time. Mm-hmm. There's just people coming around. Mm-hmm. M- nice volunteers. Who've cake. made a cake mm-hmm. and they bring it, but the people in these offices are eating like three or four pieces of cake a day. It's extraordinary. We're going to have an obesity ep- epidemic among in church, church offices. Workers. Yeah, that's serious. That's not it good. It is serious. Carrot sticks. That's what we want. It's not a joke. Right, so we have a very interesting theme for today, and a theme that I'm actually quite nervous about because yeah. I, if I beat myself up as a speaker, it's because I don't think I am this. Oh, don't say that. I don't think I'm very funny. Oh, I thought you were going to say pretty. <laughs> okay, that's good. Funny? No, you are funny. No, I don't think I am. Uh, I think, I've I think... heard you make jokes that people have laughed at. Oh, that is very interesting. But it's interesting. Funny is one of those things that it's subjective, isn't it? Like, 
what makes a joke funny? Are there, are there objectively funny jokes or, or is it depending on your sense of humour? Mm. But there are, I think it's one of those things that we, we feel we have to be if we're youth workers. I think youth workers suffer yeah, from right. this syndrome. Yeah, we right. feel we have to be quite funny. And if not funny, at least good with the banter. Yeah, well, we'll get on to mm. that. I mean, we do, you're right, you've named something really interesting there, which is anxiety that I'm, we're not cool enough mm-hmm. and cool for young people like the way most of the videos that they're into sharing with each other, most mm-hmm. of the content that they consume, like they like to have a humour yes. kind of streak in there. So we we absorb the fact that that's a that's yes. a trait that they want is yeah. funny, and so we are. We're all got we've all got slight anxiety. They're not yeah. funny enough mm. for, for for young people, and I'm not funny enough for young people. I think, barely funny enough for adults. <laughs> I, but I think you're very witty. And I think there are many ways to be funny. So yeah. there is the out and out belly the laugh, laugh. The one that you laugh at. The laugh that is just like, the, that's a crazy story. There's the funny where you send yourself up because you're always doing stupid things. Yeah. And there's the funny that's actually really quite witty. And it's not that you laugh out loud, but it's like, oh, that's a clever turn. That's a uh, clever yeah. way of putting that. You know what my wife says about that? What did she, she say? She says, I'm, I'm laughing in my head. She says to you that she's laughing. That's very funny, Martin. I'm, I'm smiling inside. <laughs> I'm not sure she, not she's telling the truth. Really. Well, I, I have to say, last night, my husband, who has a dry sense of humour, he had me crying with laughter. And I'm not laughing, it's for ages. So basically, I'm so sorry. This, this feels like an overshare, but it's incredibly safe, so you can still keep listening. Oh, gosh. So, I wonder where that was going. <laughs> so in bed last oh, night. Oh, no. Not again. You know, we've opened the floodgates. We do one podcast on sex, suddenly, every week. I knew this would happen. I was just doing my daily Tozer reading, and uh, James comes Is that a euphemism? Oh my goodness! Has it been a euphemism all along? Reading Tozer in bed? No, seriously, reading Tozer in bed is a real thing. It's not a euphemism. Um, And Jace came in, and he just said... He just said, I just bought you socks, all right, and just walked back out again. And it, what made me laugh was that I'd not said anything about his socks, I didn't care about the socks, and it just was so funny because it was completely out of context. It was overtly aggressive in a funny way. And, and there's something about that. So I think I have one of those sense of humours that, like, I really like the quirky, completely off-the-wall yeah. parks and recreation kind of humour. That right. is, like, only a small percentage will really, really find that funny. But those that do are, like, cannot contain Because I think we're all listening to this thing. <laughs> that, that doesn't sound that funny. But also, gosh, it's nice how much you love him. As you read, read Toza <laughs> oh together. Goodness, it was just so funny. Anyway, so I'm sorry about that little sideway and sideways cul-de-sac. Mm. How often do you guys read Toza together? <laughs> We don't read Tozer together, we read Tozer on our own. Oh, no, that's a whole other talk. <laughs> it's really, really Tozer. So anyway, Martin, right. so you don't think you're very funny. No, I, I don't think well, you're very funny. I, I have that anxiety when I'm talking to a group of young people, Yeah, we do, don't we? we? You do. know the voice in your head? Yes. When you're speaking, as you're speaking, you're not being funny, yeah. you're not funny enough. And I said that to you for your carol service, I was like, this is not going to be a funny preach. Yeah, you is did, it? you did. Yes, I said that. We're going to keep talking about this carol service. We're dying out on this until next Christmas. When you don't ask me back because I wasn't a funny speaker. But the reason we're talking about funny is there are some people who are very funny and actually have made an art form out yeah. of it. And I think they're super brave, actually. Super really brave. brave. Yeah, absolutely. So we caught up at the National Youth Ministry Weekend with Andy Kind. And it's Roving Joe. Oh, it's Roving Joe, you. yes. Joe Hartsrob is back on the road with the mic and he's great friends with Andy Kind. And once we've had a chat about this, let's chat about banter. I want to talk about banter. So we're going to talk about banter. Yes, I want to talk about that. Uh, which which comes up, I think. But this is uh, this is the very nice 
and, and this is no joke intended, very kind, as you'll discover, Andy Kind. The Youthscape Podcast! Andy Kind, hello. How are you? Hello, Joseph. What are you up to this weekend? I am at the uh, Youthscape National Youth Ministry Weekender, which is like a festival um, without the trappings of a festival. So it's a, a lot of people were at the National Exhibition Centre in Birmingham, where I came to watch gladiators being filmed in 1995, <laughs> maybe even before that. Um, so it's good to be back. And I'm hoping at some point to race up a travelator and knock someone off a platform with a pugil stick. <laughs> so if this interview doesn't go well, it'll be you, Joseph. But yeah, so it's the National Youth Ministry Weekend, and I'm not a youth worker, I'm a comedian and a preacher, but uh, I'm here because I did some comedy last year and people liked it, so they said, do you want to come back? And that's how comedy works. <laughs> uh, why is comedy important? Uh, well... It's important to me because if I don't do it, my children won't be able to wear any shoes. Um, but I think comedy is amazing because it's... I think la- let's use laughter. Laughter is an amazing gift from God. I think sometimes we think God is like in a box, in a corner, and he's not really invested or involved in the stuff that's in our life. But the the biblical idea of God is that he is the inventor and the sustainer of all things. So he created laughter, and he created it with us in mind. Um, And when we laugh, not only does it... So laughter does so many things. It's psychologically impossible to hate someone you've laughed with. Um, It builds community. It releases endorphins, which makes you feel better, and actually brings physical Mm. healing. Um, I think... Laughter is like a, a leaf blower for the soul. And what laughter is, this is brilliant. Laughter is just tension leaving your body. That's what it is. When you're laughing, the tension leaves your body. It gets exorcised from your body. Mm. The, for that time where you're laughing, the stress, the strain, the anxiety gets exercised from your body. What an amazing spiritual gift. Yeah. I don't know why people aren't booking me more. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what do you think about... Young people and their relationship to comedy today? Um, That's an interesting question. I think that comedy goes in waves, doesn't it? So, like, people tend not to find... People tend to find their generation the funniest. Mm. And I would agree with that. Like, I think my generation is the best at comedy. Um, Honestly, I do. And, And it's probably... It's not true. It's just chronological snobbery, but... It's because, in the same way that fashion goes in cycles, like, I remember looking at my, in the 90s, when I went to see Gladiators, looking at my dad's clothing from the 70s on pictures, and thinking, well, you look like an idiot. And thinking, in the 90s, with my Ben Sherman shirts, I looked fantastic. But now I can look back at me in the 90s and think, why? It didn't need to be that baggy. I wasn't fat then. (laughs) I could have worn a very tight T-shirt. And looking back at my dad's photos from the 70s, and think, you, Dad, you look amazing! Because yeah. that fashion has come back in. Yeah. So um, I don't know how to answer what you've, what you've said, like young people's relationship with comedy. I think there's a lot of very good comedy out there. Um, there's a lot of stuff that... Certainly comedy has got cruder. 
it's definitely mm. got cruder um, and a lot of I think when young people talk about banter um, for me as a comedian banter is about creating spontaneous vignettes out of thin air using disparate ideas mm. it isn't um, telling your friends that they're sex offenders yeah which is what a lot of young people yeah um, call banter yeah, so, yeah. Oh, you're this, you're that. Oh, it's just banter. No, it's, it's just rude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember when I was young, I feel like most of my growing up, like, what was cool banter was effectively just bullying. Yeah. And just unkindness. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's why, that's where comedy can seem like it's been corrupted. Because, and that's where people can be cynical about what I do. Because when they hear comedy, they project yeah. their, the abuse that they've had or whatever, the, the kind of, the bad experience they've had of, of banter or yeah. jokes at their expense, they project that onto me. They think that's what I'm going to do. But that yeah. isn't what I do. Like, I'm there to, to bless people. I'm there to make sure that they, they feel better yeah. when they leave than they did when they arrived. Yeah. It's always difficult to have these conversations before a gig because like, you never know how a gig's going to go. Mm. So like, in a couple of hours, you might have to do an addendum and say, he died. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> But it's the lessons we learned along the way. Yeah. Counted. It's a, it's a, it's the and he died so you could live. Yeah, that's right. I've heard that about another guy. <laughs> um, have you had any interesting, like, interactions with young people coming to your shows? Or? Yes, I have. Um, so, yeah, teenagers are, uh, are really interesting, aren't they? Because they change very quickly. And so you can go, you know, for me, five years, I've been a comedian for 14 years, so five years doesn't feel that long. But for a teenager, five years is a huge amount of time. Mm. So somewhat, and teenage, people go very quick. So 11-year-olds don't get comedy at all. Maybe 12, even let's say even 13-year-olds tend not to get stand-up comedy very mm. well. Yeah. By the time they're 15, they will really get it. Um, and then by the time they're 19, they may have grown out of the stuff that they like when they were 15. So, um, yeah, you just... I think what I've learned is that you you just try and perform to the people who are there. And some people... Most people only ever see you once. So if I see a 14-year-old at a gig, if, they, if they've come to watch me, I probably won't ever see that person again. So mm. in 10 years' time, they won't... Yeah. They won't know anything about it. But... Um, yeah, I think that what's really good is when teenagers from Christian families come along to a comedy night and they think, oh, this will be rubbish, and then it's not rubbish, it's great. Yeah. And they feel encouraged by that. And I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to encourage mm. young people. When I started out, I was only 24, so... Um, was it 24? Yes, 24. So I, you tend to try and reach the people of, of your generation, whereas now I'm sort of late 30s. So I'm not trying to reach 18-year-olds anymore. Mm. I was practically a student when I started comedy. I'm practically a student's dad <laughs> now. Um, so, yeah, I, again, I don't have a, uh, a very specific answer, but I really like it when... I really like it when teenagers come and get it. I like that age where they start to understand what's going on. Yeah. Do you think there's anything that youth workers... Could particularly learn from 
um, the world of comedy or the gift of comedy within in their work? Yeah, so certainly I think understanding what laughter is and what it does. I don't think youth workers should try and become comedians because actually that's that's a profession. You can't become a comedian apart from by becoming a comedian. It's a profession. But you can use humour effectively. But I think also that youth workers do an amazing job because they build relationships and mm. you know you laugh at you, you laugh at your mates you laugh at me when we're having a, a chat more than you would laugh at me potentially yeah. on stage but certainly yeah. in a different way yeah, in a yeah. different way because laughter just comes out of recognition you only mm. laugh at stuff that you recognise at yeah. um, laugh at stuff and so with your friends you, you have all those that's what an in joke is it's just it's just recognition within a circle of, of friends um so I think youth workers are great at just building relationships. Humour comes out of relationship. Yeah. You've been doing comedy for a long time. Yeah, 14 years, yeah. More recently, you've been exploring a more, how should we say, ecclesial <laughs> form of comedy. <laughs> well, that's that doesn't make it sound good. Well, no, it's interesting. <laughs> um, I am a, I'm a, I've started calling myself a pro-median. So I'm a preacher and a comedian. And so I call myself a pro-median. And it doesn't really exist yet. Um, there's, there's very funny preachers and there's Christians who are comedians. But, yeah, I am trying to learn what it means to do, a gos- to do gospel shows that are fully comedic and fully evangelistic. Uh, and that's a challenge. But, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do it because I think it's important. And I've been wanting to do it for a while. And, um, you know, people, you can only stand on the shoulders of the people who've gone before you. And so, although I would like to go down as the greatest comedy preacher the world has ever seen, Mm. it's pretty much the generation that comes after me will be better. But they'll be better because of what I do now. Like with anything. Mm. You know, Thomas, you don't look at Thomas Edison and think, well, you didn't invent the iPhone, you moron. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like he, and he could, never could have done that. But you couldn't have an iPhone without Thomas Edison. Mm. So it, you, the point of any ministry is to get the people who come behind, behind you and after you to mm. stand on your shoulders. Yeah. So I want to go as far as I can with what I do and become as good as I can so that those coming after me can say, can look at it and think, okay, this is... This is now an open niche. That's what pioneers do. They clear the way. They clear the ground. This ground is clear. Let's learn from Andy's mistakes. Let's see. Because it's always easy to do something better when you've seen someone do it not as well. Mm. So my hope is that in 20 years' time, you'll have a lot more people. Um, We won't be talking about comedy preaching or pro-medians as though it's a word I've just made up on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you when you think back I think this might be the last question think back to your younger self you didn't have any interactions with church growing up is that correct no, I did have interaction feel? with church I didn't have any Christian friends of my age until I was 24 okay yeah yeah and so you weren't ever in like a youth group no I was never in a youth group which is why I'm really grateful I would have become a Christian a lot earlier if I'd had a youth group yeah if I'd had it honestly like I was low-hanging fruit uh, yeah. that never got picked up. And, you know, actually, uh, the Lord... I mean, I'm here now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I'm all right. But, um, yeah, I... 
I just, I really, I'm in awe of youth pastors and youth leaders because I think I would have loved to have, like whoever I say to, I would have loved to have you disciple me during my teens. That would have been really good. Yeah. Um, but you know, God's really gracious in he? And, he, and he uses, he wastes nothing and he uses everything. So yeah. I wouldn't be here. I may not be doing comedy or preaching. If I had a, a youth leader, I might just be doing a, a, a standard job. So, yeah, nothing is wasted. But I, I am massively in awe of youth leaders, really in awe, because I think they do an amazing job in training up that next generation. And it might be the generation where we finally see, like, proper revival fires, proper, yeah. you know, nationwide, Great Awakening-style yeah. revival. And so the guys here at this conference are equipping the proponents of that. Yeah. Imagine that. Can you leave us with your best free joke? I'll tell you my favourite. Um, tell you my favourite joke from someone who's not me. So my favourite joke ever is by Gary Delaney, um, and I don't think he does it on stage anymore. But I've known Gary since he was quite new. I was newer, but he, he was quite inexperienced. I just love it. He says, um, "Tiger Woods." That was no place for a picnic. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> I just love it. So no, you can't have any of my jokes, no? No, well, as, as it should be. It's the Youthscape Podcast. So, great interview, Joe Hartrog, but uh, we, uh, we also wanted to talk about banter, mm-hmm. didn't we? And at the National Youth Ministry Weekend, Nikki Marfleet, who spoke on Saturday night called youth workers out mm. on banter mm. uh, and was talking about courage and uh, talking about courage being something that we can invest in each other, which is what encouragement is. Mm. Very clever. Um, but then she said, we're actually pretty bad at it in a culture where quite often, um, you know, banter is such a big deal. And uh, she's talked about it in the, in the context she works in, which is the prison service. Yeah. And she said, particularly, you know, male-dominated profession there's so much banter. No one ever looks anyone else in the eye and says, do you know what, mate? Well done for the way you dealt with that yes. prisoner or yeah. the way that you dealt with that appeal panel or whatever. You never get that. And, uh, and as she started to say that to people in the prison service, they just, it's like the scales have fallen from their eyes. They've gone, yes. oh gosh, no one's ever yeah, actually given direct. me permission yeah. to do that. Yeah. And no one's ever said that stuff to me and been directly encouraging. So, so she was um, really encouraging us to mm-hmm. encourage each other. I thought it was a really profound moment actually in the weekend. Um, but she talked about this culture of banter. And I think we should unpack it a little bit mm-hmm. in youth ministry because because mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of it about, and I think we, um, we it's not very healthy. I think it's it's, it's a banter that sounds like this. It sounds like this. <laughs> it's yeah. that kind yeah, of it. Yeah. It's a snide, snide, passive aggressive comment. Yeah. That then you know that the only response you're allowed to do is a kind of a chalk laugh that doesn't really sound like your own laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, like, you can you can pick out straight away when a bunch of people are not talking genuinely. Yeah. But it's that banter, isn't it? And I, I think. Um, banter and youth ministry we all know that you don't like do down a young person yeah like, we know not to do that if you are bantering with young people stop doing stop. that um, but um, but actually uh, it's banter within leadership teams yeah where it's where it's really dangerous because yes. uh, people can end up never feeling encouraged yes um, because everybody on the team sort of is in this culture of like we're doing the youth ministry together 
let's all make fun yeah. let's all constantly tease each other when you're you know if this is the context in which you do youth ministry you're doing a talk or a presentation from the front you call out a couple of the other leaders you make little jokes about yeah. them now hey I'm I'm the last person to say negative things about Soul Survivors you know I'm a massive Soul Survivor fanboy mm. but you could argue sometimes that banter that they have on stage because it, they understand what they're doing, mm. it maybe is a bit problematic for those kids watching on who don't understand mm. the closeness of friendship going on because you have the hosts kind of pretending mm. to pretending to think the other person is an idiot, mm-hmm. pretending to hate each other. And you know, I'm, I, I think no one's above criticism, are they? Yeah. And, and I think those guys would see this for themselves. But I wonder whether that has actually modelled to a whole bunch of us mm. that it's okay then, it's even funny to tease one another mm. um, from the platform or tease one another in, in leadership contexts. Mm. And I think it's all right. Like, it's not a... It's, it's not... No one dies not when you do yeah. it. Mm. But, um, but I just wonder whether the, we've got the balance wrong between yeah. that and encouragement. Yeah, and, and banter then prioritises a form of communication where there's no direct communication. So you might mm. be part of a, a meeting where there's no funny banter, but you still have that kind of conversation where nothing lands anywhere yeah. and it's still kind of back and forth and back and forth and you leave the meeting going, I think everybody else knows what's been decided, but I have no idea. Well, and let me... the An, an insight into the world of the extrovert and their brain. Mm. You know, basically as extroverts... We've we're just trying to think yeah. of the next funny retort. Yes, we're not even we're not even in the meeting. We're literally <laughs> yeah. just trying to sit there and think of the next funny comment to mm, make. Mm. So actually, it's quite damaging to mm. uh, like a, a a productive meeting if you have got this atmosphere of we're all going to tease each other and find something funny to say all the time. Mm. And the danger as well, if you if you are somebody, so I I'm a little bit like you. I mean, I will engage in banter and all the rest of it because I'm none of us are criticism, but I. But I try not to, and I don't like it, and I quickly realise when I'm doing it. But it took me a very long time to, 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 A, allow myself to feel I don't like this, and B, then to say something. Because the problem is, if that is the kind of the currency of funny in this group, then you're basically saying, uh, don't be funny. Yeah. Can we stop having a laugh, please? And that, yeah, yeah. that's really hard to be the person that says, not only am I feeling out of this joke anyway, but yeah. I also want to keep myself really out of it by saying to the rest of you, can you stop now? Yes. It's really tough. But what I think shatters it is what, and it was what Nikki was suggesting really, is when someone stands up and doesn't critique, you know, ah, banter, good. but just okay. stands up and says, you're great. Yeah. yeah. Great. Just, just speaks absolute barefaced yeah. encouragement into the situation. Now, to use that sole survivor illustration again what's powerful mm. is when in the context of banter you know you'll have Mike Pilavachi mm. say you know what all joking apart this is my friend Andy yes, and I does love that him well. I think he's amazing and yeah. so if you hear if you are there for the whole journey yes. you hear that as yes. well yeah. um, but I wonder whether we picked up that bit of it or whether mm. what we've seen modelled is the banter mm. and we've not also seen the encouragement modelled mm-hmm. so I think you know I mean I'm not telling people not to be funny like no, funny, funny is definitely an no. important thing. In yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but um, but be kind as well. Absolutely. Do you think there's a gender element to this? I'm going to just go there. <gasps> Why don't you tell me what you think, Rachel? Because I feel like I'll get in trouble. Well, like, no, I'm just, I just don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced that a bunch of women can sit around and have as as much of a banter. Maybe we just call yes. it bitching. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, yeah. So all, all of this, see all this through the filter of who knows how much of this is culture that's created mm. this gendering mm. but it does seem to me that if you get a group of men together i mean my wife will History. say to me i've been out for a you know a meal yeah. with 10 guys and my wife will say to me afterwards um oh, you know right. what did you chat about 
and I'll be like, uh, I don't know, fo- football maybe? Mm. Do you talk about films? Yeah, but what's going on in, in Lloyd's life? What's, uh, what's, what's Mark... Where are they going on holiday this year? Do you like, talk with what's going on in your life? <laughs> I should do. I, I just I don't know. No, we well, that's it. It's we fact, never talked it? about any of that because we just, just def- made jokes for two yeah. hours. She's right. And we just made fun of each other for two hours. In, mm. But you know, in a nice, loving way, where I think everyone knows mm. that we love each other. Mm-hmm. Probably not at any point did anyone in that room just go, "Do you know what, Lloyd? I think you're mm. a great graphic designer." It's really tough though because I even like in the two years that you and I have been doing this podcast. We've become even firmer friends, I think, because we do this all the time. And actually, you and I, the way we... I'd be like, oh, and he does wearing this. And, and actually, there's a natural inclination in you for someone that you feel affection towards, often to be a little bit like that, like, yeah. oh, Martin's wearing the same top again. It's a, it's a really funny thing, isn't it? That yeah. we almost instinctively do it to people that we feel that kind of affection for. It's a strange one. You say nice things to me all the time on this podcast. Oh, I good. find it much harder. <laughs> but yeah, I think there is... There is some. Yeah. No, I don't find it harder because there's not nice things to say about you. Mm. But I think you're right. I think there is a gender. Feel there's like... definitely a gender element. Yeah. But I don't know how we got there. Yes. I don't know whether it's the culture. Yeah, that's, got us that's there. a good question. But, that's um, a very good but question. I but I do think guys mm. are pretty poor at encouragement. Did Jesus banter with the disciples like when they're wandering along the road Ooh. and they does he get one of them in the headlock and ruffle his hair and it's know. interesting isn't well it? apparently he made a load of jokes yeah but you just don't understand because yes. you don't understand the language the linguistic context and the cultural context of it so he could have been and the disciples are bantering and he calls them out on it with the whole where will yeah. you sit in heaven I'm going to yeah, sit on yeah. his right hand left hand so yeah. it is interesting Jesus understanding the dynamics of a bunch of people together and the jostling for space and the jostling yeah. for power yeah. this mm. is one we haven't done this for a while this is one I'd love to hear some, some perspectives on yes, from our other people. listener yeah, yeah. database uh, and so if you if you have some thoughts on this if you are sitting here banging your head against the, the, the radio you don't listen on a radio your phone. you listen on your on phone. your phone don't do that stop doing that send us an email uh, it's podcast at youthscape.co.uk and then we might revisit this topic yeah, with humour because it's a really interesting one and it's such a key thing in youth ministry like it's maybe a bit of an unspoken thing but we all instinctively know mm. this desire to, to be funny and, and when you have a gathering of young people and youth leaders the energy is always high isn't mm-hmm. it yeah. and with high energy usually comes you know banter humour yeah. jokes we want to laugh we like laughing yeah don't absolutely we? but sometimes is that the expense of the deeper stuff happening whoa you would have heard producer Rachel's sharp intake of breath then too Gee, that, that was, was the surprise that I might have said something helpful profound and helpful well done once. right we've already done the shout outs you know we have this podcast feels like it's gone from being crazy all over the place to actually we've landed slick before schedule. What people don't know, yeah. and I'll tell them now because what? is we, we tried to record the introduction to this podcast. Four times. At least at least four times. And, and we um, couldn't do it because once, one, we got a bit naughty. Yeah. One, we just couldn't actually think of anything. Yeah. And then the other two, I can't remember. Yeah, anything. just a total disaster. To- total disaster. So, friends, the fact that we've landed together and we're on the same runway and in the same airport. Mm. Where, where <laughs> is that? Your metaphors are wonderful. I love them. <laughs> Thank you for that direct encouragement. That's wonderful. Right. So, uh, Patreon. Yes, Patreon. So, uh, yes, there we go. That's one way you could encourage us. That is to support us via patreon.com forward slash youthscape. And that means that we can do more of these phenomenally high quality podcasts. Award winning. Award winning. We need to start some sort of award ceremony. Mm. So we but can actually win speaking the truth and, and declaring 
encouragement over people's lives is incredibly powerful, isn't it? And we have a wonderful little thing to share with you. We've got a resource for that. Yes, we do. Yeah, so we now have uh, Youthscape affirmation cards. Oh, can I have one of them? I'm going I'm to affirm you. Yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read one to you as well. So what these are are postcards. Uh, basically, you can do a bunch of things with these. They're quotes that are from blogs on our website, Self Harm UK, mm-hmm. and uh, they are—they're not about self harm. They just come from a sort yeah. of mental health uh, context. Uh, you can frame them. You can give them to someone beautiful. as a gift. You can use them as bookmarks. You could post it somewhere, couldn't you? You could. You can leave one somewhere to encourage a friend. You could yeah. leave one somewhere to encourage a stranger. Uh, you could stick them on the front of something. You can. Pin them to your notice board. Mm-hmm. You can photograph and share them on social media. It's almost like I had a list of things <laughs> that, uh, oh, that so comes with the cards oh, to tell you how okay. to use them. Uh, but no, there's six quotes. They're beautifully designed uh, on postcards. Um, and uh, it's the sort of thing that actually young people love to pin this kind of thing up in their room and just have something mm. physical to look at. To receive posts. So read me mm. one. This one says, always show yourself love, patience and kindness. There you go. Uh, don't let don't let what's happened in your life define you. Don't let your past mistakes stop you. Don't let people tell you you can't make it. Mm. Encouraging, isn't it? So I, mm. I feel like these these aren't these aren't just. It's worth pointing out these aren't kind of taken from the Bible mm. or anything. That would be a very vague translation mm-hmm. of the Bible. But mm-hmm. encouraging stuff written by people who understand mental health yeah. uh, for teenagers. So they're on the Youthscape store, uh, youthscape.co.uk/store. Wonderful. That's it for another week. We'll have a great week. And uh, do tune in again next week for more tantalising stuff. She's off to read some Tozer. Yeah. Mm. We'll get on to that. Oh, the banter.